You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome back to the Locked On Bucks podcast. I'm Dave Jarko, joined as always by Bailey Adams. You can find everything that we're doing over at BucksNation.com and make sure you follow along on Twitter at Locked On Bucks, at Jarko underscore Bucks, at Bailey J Adams 22, and at Bucks underscore Nation. The day finally arrived yesterday at 1 o'clock p.m. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers unveiled their new uniforms for the 2020 season. And in a way, you could say that they are going to throw back uniforms full time. It is a basically the same look that they had from 1997 through 2013 with the red home jerseys, the white away jerseys standard block numbers with black and creamsicle orange piping around the numbers that creamsicle giving the the nod to the original uniform colors uh and then uh, in a nice surprise and a in a nice uh way of infusing the present into the past the buccaneers unveiled their pewter color rush uniforms uh, that they will get to wear up to three times this upcoming season. So the uh, the reaction was very solid for the unveiling. In a press release, Buccaneers owner and co-chairman Ed Glazer had this to say, quote, This new but familiar look is a direct result of the valuable feedback we received from our fans. We are excited to return to our classic Super Bowl era uniforms while also introducing a sleek color rush uniform that showcases our signature pewter in a new and dramatic way. The refreshed classic design of our home and away combinations bridges our past with our existing new future, and we are confident it will resonate with our fans, end quote. Yeah, I re- I think it does resonate with the fans. The majority of uh, the responses I've seen have been overwhelmingly positive. You know, there's been, I think, the small minority of people who are never going to be happy with anything. But I, I mean, personally, I really, I really like them. Um, I know we'll get into, you know, uniform by uniform. We'll break those down here in a little in a minute. But I love, you know, going back to the, you know, basically the base of what they wore from '97 to 2013. And having a little bit of the the tweaks to it, I know they had the pirate ship on the sleeve um, with those uniforms, but of course this is the updated pirate ship um, with this new look. And yeah, I mean overall, I think throughout the the years of those alarm clock numbers, I, I grew to tolerate them, and I you know I didn't hate them as much as everyone else did. But it my what I would always say when people like brought them up to me or anything, as I would always say, you know, yeah, they're what they're whatever, but I I really liked you know, the Super Bowl era uniforms. And I think that's a common, um, it was a common thought among the fan base. And, you know, I think it shows that the the Bucks were listening to their fans over the, over the past six years who really hated those alarm clock numbers and really wanted, um, you know, some sort of return to, you know, what they had before. Because I think when 2014 came around and they made the change to begin with, I don't think anyone was really asking for it. It was kind of just like, oh, here, here we're doing this. And everyone's kind of like, I mean, okay. I guess we're going to modernize, but I think they went a little too far in the modernization. And I think what they've done now is kind of corrected 
and kind of just updated and upgraded um, those uniforms that they had until 2013. And I think they did a really good job with them. Yeah, and if you notice, a lot of the um, a lot of the uniforms that Nike has redesigned over the years since taking over generally have not been well received. The the most well received one has been the Seattle Seahawks, but it's easy to be well received when you're winning and you're playing in Super Bowls. You take a look at the Jacksonville Jaguars. You know when they changed their uniforms and they had the helmet that went from gold to black. It was not a popular choice and and the Buccaneers were kind of the same way you saw the redesign in Cleveland where they went away from their classic look that was not received well and they're going to be going back to their old classic look um so yeah I mean I I do remember that kind of that same sentiment you know when when they announced that the Buccaneers were getting new uniforms back in 2014 and everybody just kind of went why if it's not broke don't fix it and, uh, you know, it was almost like they were trying to fix a problem that the Buccaneers didn't have. And and now we see that they have um, they've gone back and, and corrected that. So, yeah, as as there always will be, there are some detractors. There are people complaining about, uh, you know, the you know, why didn't they go back to the creamsicle? Relax. They will. The owners will have the opportunity to approve this this helmet rule in 2021 allowing players to wear multiple helmets through the season which means the buccaneers can bring back their creamsicle game wearing the white helmets and the the bucko bruce logo and you know teams like the patriots can go back to wearing those red throwbacks with the white helmets and uh, you know it'll it'll really open the door for for being able to um to honor some of these teams histories uh by uh, by approving that helmet rule so yeah a uh a classic look now for the Buccaneers has returned, and uh, we'll get more into that here in just a minute. We are talking Buccaneers uniform unveiling here on the Locked on Bucks podcast. Bailey, let's go ahead and start with the quote-unquote boring stuff, I guess. Let's start with the red uh, home uniforms classic look uh the exact uniforms that they wore when they won the super bowl because they got to wear their red jerseys and that yeah it's it's the red jerseys pirate ship on the sleeve white numbers with black and creamsicle piping buccaneers in that newer font right across the chest pewter pants with the red creamsicle and black stripe going down the side um you know, not you know, it's it's the Super Bowl era uniform. That's that's just what it is. Yeah, and I I, mean, I absolutely love it. I think um, what's funny was I, I kind of went back and I, I wrote this weekend on Bucks Nation um, in two separate posts some rewatchable games with the NFL Game Pass. Um, you know, there's my cheap plug right there. But I kind of took some of my own games that I wrote in the wrote about in those posts and went back and and watched some of the highlights, some of the condensed versions of those games, and one of my takeaways from you know, the, the Doug Martin game against the Raiders in 2012, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. Um, I, my, one of my main takeaways was, man, I miss these jerseys. And, you know, here we are a few days later. I mean, I obviously knew that we were going to be some seeing some, you know, with the, with the leaks and the renderings and stuff like that, we were going to be seeing some resemblance, I think, of those old uniforms. But I didn't really realize that they were going to be, you know, kind of like just a return to those with some minor upgrades, which I really, really like. Um, and, you know, seeing, the, seeing those reds at home, um, 
and I mean those pewter pants with with that stripe. I think that oh. stripe's really the stripe's really underrated in all of this it's fire. Yeah, I mean I love I love that stripe, love the look overall, and I think what's cool about this too is obviously they're sticking with the the new helmet that they had um, with the 2014 redesign. Obviously with the um, the upgraded or the updated, um, not the upgraded. I would say it's not necessarily an upgrade, but with the black face mask instead of the chrome one. But I think the the new look helmet with the I guess they did shrink the the logo also on the helmet, but overall uh, the new helmet fits really well with this old look and i don't think there's any any like mis disproportionate or anything like that um i mean as far as as far as i'm concerned these are these are amazing it's a great return great to return to this look yeah i i'm a little disappointed that they went to the black face mask i loved that chrome face mask look but i get it you're basically rebranding with an old brand in this situation and and you're going back to basically that full Super Bowl era look and uh you know Levante is one of few players that have worn you know this jersey before there was uh Levante David William Golston and then if he comes back Demar Dotson those would be the three guys that have worn this this style of jersey before but you know I understand you know, the the Bucks wanted to shrink down the logo on the helmet which I was a big fan of the oversized logo on the helmet I really liked it because you go back Granted, a uh, a lot of it was before HD televisions, but you go back and the old Super Bowl era uniforms, the the Buccaneers flag is so small on the side of the helmet that you can't make out what it is as you're watching the game. Now, of course, that changed and evolved as as technology and and high def televisions you know, became a a regular thing. But I, I always liked that oversized look, but I get it. They want the entire logo to be able to fit on the side of the guy's helmets, regardless of what style helmet they have. So they shrunk it down a little bit. It's not as small as it was during that Super Bowl era, the, the 97 through 2013 uh, look. But it is a little bit smaller than it's been in the past few years. But moving on, surprisingly... And a lot of I, I say surprisingly because we get a lot of complaints about this every single year. But surprisingly, one of the most popular versions of this jersey or or one of the most popular reactions to this unveiling is how many people loved the white on white look. And Chef, I, I know you're not happy with it. You're you you hate the white on white. I know. I know. But the white on white here in these promotional photos and the promotional video, I mean, it looks phenomenal. It it is a, a it's a clean, clean look when uh, when the Bucks have that white on white. Now that doesn't mean I want to see it <clears throat> every single home game. You know, I like the white on top with the pewter pants, and you know, I like the the red with the pewter and and all that. Yeah, it's it's nice to change it up a little bit. But this white on white look that, that they have Chris Godwin in in some of these promotional photos and, and in the video is just absolutely outstanding. As you mentioned, Bailey, the updated pirate ship on the sleeve, it's it's now black with some red accents rather than that all red pirate ship that we saw on the last uniforms really pops on this white jersey, as do the red numbers, as they always did. Again, black and, and creamsicle piping around those numbers. The the black nameplate. That's one of the subtle differences because if you remember these these uniforms, 
at least when Nike took over these white uniforms, they had red nameplates. So yeah, back when, when they had these jerseys before you had the, the red numbers, but you also had the red nameplate. These nameplates are black and that is a sharp, sharp look. Again, we're talking about subtle differences compared to what these were back in, you know, from, from 97 to 2013, because it basically, that's all you have are subtle differences between the, the home and away uh, on, on this new, uh, this new old look. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a lot of really cool, subtle differences. And again, with these white ones, the, the stripe on the pants, I've, I was, I don't know. It brings me back to my childhood. Really? Um, I just, I really like the stripe. And then I didn't even really mention it. I don't think I just mentioned that it was the new pirate ship logo on the red Jersey, but on, on the white one, like you said, took the words right out of my mouth. It really, really pops. Um, you know, and there's a, a good close up shot, um, in one in their photo gallery of it, of, I think it's of Chris Godwin. And you can see that it's like the a black pirate ship with the, the, the actual ship part has some outline of red in it. And it really, really, really does pop on this uniform. Uh, on the white jersey and it, it looks really good i like like you said i like the white on white look um sometimes not all the time i'd like to see the pewter pants with the with the white tops and i like to see them kind of switch things around a little bit um which you know i think i think they will and will that's stuff that um you know i don't even know who decides that honestly but i'm sure they'll, they'll switch it up more than they did because i don't really know that they had um you know that many appealing options with the last set of uniforms. So I'll be interested to see how, how things shake out uh, this coming, this coming fall. I know a lot of it's going to be more interesting on the of stuff on the field, which is good. You know, you always want to be talking more about the on-field product than what they're wearing, but you know, it'll be a cool uh, little detail to be paying attention to each Sunday as they unveil which uniforms they'll be wearing. Yeah. Now, now let's get to the fun one. Let's talk about the color rush. And I have to imagine when they did the teaser video that Devin White had pointed to this pewter uniform and said something to the effect of, I don't remember the exact quote, but something to the effect of, you got to win when you wear that color. So you have the pewter jerseys with white numbers, pewter pants with white and red stripe down the leg. The pirate ship on the sleeve is the red one that we had on the the last jerseys. So you have the the fully red pirate ship, pewter jersey, white numbers with the red outline, and then the uh, the white and red stripe. And, and in the promotional, one of the promotional photos, Chris Godwin is wearing pewter, white, and red gloves. Um, so there's no black. The, the Buccaneers is written in red. There's no black. There's no creamsicle. It is pewter, white, and red. The pure Buccaneers colors. And these jerseys are incredible. It is something the Buccaneers fans have been asking for for years. The cries for them just got louder and louder and louder as the the color rush uniforms became a thing and and began being used more and more every season. It got to the point where on Thursday night football, that's when every team was wearing their color rushes and fans kept clamoring. We want a pewter uniform. We want a pewter uniform. Now they have one. These jerseys are fire. You got, you know, the, the pewter socks. Yeah. It's just, it's such a tricky color 
to pull off looking good, and they absolutely nailed it on these uniforms. Absolutely. And I think what you said right there is is key is it is a hard color to nail. And this is, I think, what makes the Bucks the Bucks, though, is that pewter color. It's a unique color. Not too many teams. I can't even really think off the top of my head of another team that incorporates it or even has it um, like the Bucks do. And yeah, I, I think this this uniform, it, it's like shows they listen to the fans and really took. A, I mean, I don't know whether they did or not, but those were some some loud cries that the fans had and so to see them come out with this look um it's pretty awesome and yeah i think again with the minor details you know the the lack of black on the on this color rush the lack of that creamsicle orange i think makes everything even better with this you know i know some people have said oh well why doesn't the color rush have the orange on it because it doesn't need it and i think it probably and i'm curious to see what the you know what the things would look like what the differences would look like if they did have it on the orange did the or they did have the orange on this one but i don't think it needs it and i think it really makes allows the numbers to pop it allows everything to pop really well um yeah these these are awesome uh and i know they said that they can wear them up to three times i'd be willing to bet they're gonna wear them three times oh yeah for sure and uh i would say they're 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 going to wear it on their first home primetime game. That's I don't know when that's going to be. I think their first primetime game is going to be week one at Las Vegas. Even more so now, because now John Gruden is not only going up against his former team, but he's going up against his former team that is wearing the jerseys that they wore for the Super Bowl. Um, but whatever their first primetime game is at home, these jerseys are getting busted out. They're not going to break them out for a one o'clock game. It's going to be in prime time. Could be, you know, the the Bucks and Saints on Sunday night football. Uh, you know, you got you got Al Michaels there on the call, but yeah, they're they're definitely going to maximize the use of these pewter uniforms right out of the gate. And then you know, like like we said earlier in the show, come twenty twenty one, you know, we could be seeing. Uh, Tommy terrific wearing the cream sickles and the, the bucko Bruce logo on the side of the white helmets. As long as it gets approved by ownership, which I can't see why it wouldn't, because you know what happens when you approve that through ownership, more, you're merch. more merch. Yep. You're selling those throwback jerseys. You're selling, you know, full size replica helmets. Yeah. It's, it becomes a whole thing. You have a whole stadium <clears throat> filled with people wearing your throwback merch. That's a that's a real thing. They're going to see dollar signs and they're going to approve that rule. Absolutely. And I think it's just I want to go back a quick second. How weird is it to be saying, oh, the Bucks first primetime game? I mean, in the fact that we know <laughs> they're going to have so many primetime games, because that's still kind of surreal to me. I still think they end up with five. That's uh, that's not a bad guess. Yeah, I think there's going to be four on the schedule for sure. And then they're going to get flexed. I could see it 100%. Of course, that also depends on if the NFL has to use one of these 14 or 12 game schedules that they have the schedule makers working on. I don't even really want to think about that. Yeah, we're not going to talk about that. We're going to talk about uh, we're going to talk about happier things here coming up in just a minute. It's a Wednesday here on the Locked on Bucks podcast. We've been talking about the Buccaneers uniform unveiling. And with that, 
came the ability to speak with Buccaneers linebacker and new uniform model Levante David via a Zoom conference set up by the Buccaneers uh, that the um, the Bucks media had access to. Unfortunately, I could not participate. Bailey wasn't able to participate. Nobody from Bucks Nation was able to participate in this. Um, yeah, it was it was very last minute and it just didn't line up. But thanks to Rick Stroud over at the Tampa Bay Times, we do have something to talk about regarding that Zoom conference call. And uh, apparently, Bailey, I don't know if you've seen on um, on Twitter that uh, Greg Allman was shaming those that turned off their their cameras during the Zoom conference. <laughs> I, d- I didn't see that, but I did see a picture of like the actual screen. I'm pretty sure he tweeted it. And I was wondering, I was like, oh, it looks like only some of them, you know, kept their kept their cameras on. And, you know, who knows who knows the reasons why those who uh, those turned them off. Full disclosure, I would have turned mine off. I mean, if I had the time to like prepare and actually like, I don't know, change my clothes and maybe shave my face, um, I, I might have had my camera on. But, you know, who knows? Yeah, I, I shave my face like once a month. I man, I've I've let myself go. Well, not in like that sense, but in the sense of yeah, in the sense of my my facial hair, it's not looking good right now. Yeah, I've I've had I've had facial hair since I was sixteen, and it's just always going to be there. Just <laughs> question is in what capacity. But people aren't here to listen to that. They are here to um to listen about the Buccaneers. So Levante David is on this conference call, and uh, Rick Stroud over at the Tampa Bay Times, writes out something that Levante had to say that, Bailey, I want to get your opinion on. And Levante said, quote, reality is going to set in that we've got one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, one of the great dudes, one of the greatest guys to play the position. It's going to bring that winning mentality to that position. And I know for a fact, guys are going to have his back and he's going to have our back. It's going to be a team thing. It's not just going to be about him. It's going to be about everybody out there in those uniforms and getting out there and going out there and putting in the work to us to get us to that level. I've been itching for a very long time, the past eight years, and to actually have someone come in who has that winning pedigree, there's going to be a lot to learn from him. He's going to have a lot of knowledge for us, a lot of knowledge for me, just helping me be a better leader, be a better teammate, and find the little things to help us get over the hump, help us have an edge. You know, what he brings is just that winning mentality, that attitude, knowing what it takes to get there, what it takes to win it all. That's what everybody in our locker room wants, and he's the perfect guy for it. I know a lot of guys are going to lean on him. I feel like he's going to bring that edge that we've always needed, end quote. I love that. I mean, that's that's amazing. Um, yeah, it, it's cool to hear Levante speak about that. And I know with, with the way things are going right now, it's been tough for, you know, the normal media access to happen. Um, you know, no really OTAs, nothing to, you know, get out to one buck for um, as far as the media is concerned with everything going on. But to get this uh, opportunity to talk to Levante is pretty cool. And to hear from him, not only about the new uniforms, but about Tom Brady, um, was was a great opportunity to hear him. You know, he sounds excited. And I know 
I, why wouldn't you be? You've got the greatest quarterback of all time, you know, on your team now. And especially, I mean, especially for Levante David, who's been here for so long, has not seen winning football, has not been in the playoffs. I mean, even a guy like Mike Evans, he hasn't been to the playoffs and he's been around since 2014. There's a lot of these guys that are itching to probably finally, to finally play a playoff game. Um, and, you know, you've got this guy in here with so much playoff experience and he knows exactly how to win. He knows what it takes to win Super Bowls. He's won six of them. I mean, it's it's cool to hear, you know, how excited. I mean, I think their giddiness is probably around, um, you know, what the Bucks fan base has been feeling like. And I think the, the cool thing, too, is to hear Levante talk about it being a team thing and, and guys leaning on Brady and them having his back. Because especially during a time like this, you know, Tom Brady's talked about it, too. He's not really going to get that normal chance to go in and meet all of his teammates, get get with them face to face and really get to know them, you know, for, you know, he doesn't know when he's going to get that chance. So these guys have seemingly already, you know, fully embraced him. And I know there was another quote out there from Levante. He's talked to talked to Tom and Tom, you know, kind of said what, like ask him what to expect. And Levante just told him, hey, be you. And, uh, you know, that's kind of interesting to hear Tom Brady asking that kind of question. Because, I mean, he's Tom Brady. He could have all the ego in the world considering, you know, a guy of his stature and what he's accomplished. But he's saying, you know, like, what what do I need to do? Like, what, what do I need to do to get in here and, and kind of fit in? And, you know, for Levante to say, you know what, be you, it kind of just, it hits that, um, you know, that team mentality and that, you know, everybody's going to have each other's back. And, you know, that's always good to hear. Yeah, absolutely. And and I can't imagine, and I, I know, you know, Rick Stroud and Greg Allman and, and Jenna Lane, they've all reported about, you know, how much a lot of these players are going to miss having Jameis Winston in that locker room and how, how much they liked him and how you know, how much they enjoyed him being there and, and how much they respected his work ethic and everything. That's not to say that they're disloyal to Jameis by being excited about Tom Brady. Right. And, you know, they they have to be looking forward to all that experience and everything that Levante was talking about, having that winning pedigree, knowing what it takes to get it done and being that that leader and that guy that they can lean on and they can go to and finally get over the hump. That's not to say they couldn't have done it without Jameis, but it's almost like it, it's almost like when LeBron went to Miami. I know that's a strange comparison. If you think about it, LeBron was always the guy in Cleveland with a basically a roster of just outcasts. He never really had anybody that he could lean on. So he went to Miami and he had Dwayne Wade, who had won an NBA Finals. He had Chris Bosch. And he learned what it took to get over that hump and win a championship. The only ones in this locker room that have won a championship are Tom Brady, Jason Pierre-Paul, and Shaq Barrett. Am I I missing anybody? Can't think of anyone off the top of my head. You know, now you have somebody at the most important position – in sports, you could argue NHL goalie, but I, you know, NFL quarterback might be the most important position in all of sports, and nobody has done it better. Nobody has won more than Tom Brady, and that's what Levante is talking about: being able to feed off of, being able to learn from. So there's not a guy in that building that's not excited for Tom Brady to walk through the doors and they can get to work. So. 
That's not to say they wouldn't have won with somebody else. That's not to say Jameis wouldn't have at some point have gotten over over the hump. I hope he does wherever he goes and, and he gets that opportunity to play in the postseason. I still say his best chance to um his best chance to succeed in the NFL is go sit behind Roethlisberger. Go go up to Pittsburgh, go sit behind Roethlisberger for a few years again. Now you're learning what it takes to win. You're learning what it takes to get over that hump. And you know, it could lead to a lot of success for him. I I don't think, Bailey, we're gonna see like any free agent signings until after the draft at this point. It really feels that way. Things have slowed. I mean, since that initial wave, things always slow down, but I don't know if they slow down as much as they have. I think there was that first week, and then it went dead. Yeah. I mean, and it's that's not to say that there aren't names out there. Jadavion Clowney, still out there. Cam Newton, he's out there. You know, there are some, there are some names out there, but now not only are they dealing with not being able to give the physicals, and not being able to get guys in their building for, you know, conversations and things like that. Now you have the draft coming up in a few weeks. And then shortly after that, you can go back to signing free agents and it doesn't count against the compensatory pick formula. So I think a lot of teams are just like, you know what? Let's write it out. Let's not screw up any compensatory picks that we may get by signing someone now. Let's see how the draft falls. And then after that, you know, we still have really talented starting caliber guys out there waiting for jobs. And, and we're going to see a big boom in the, in the second wave of free agency. I think, you know, to, it's almost like a, a delayed rest of the first wave, just because like you said, yeah, it did die off so fast. Right. I think, I think you're dead on with that. I think we'll see after the draft happens. I mean, especially considering the unique situation, that the draft is going to take place, you know, every from everybody's home, they're probably not only, you know, still focusing on the, the scouting part of it and, and, you know, who they're going to, you know, have on their boards and uh, the way that's all going to shake out, but they're probably already like, you know, talking strategy wise, as far as how everything's going to work from the technological side, because, you know, you don't want something going wrong on draft night and, you know, you miss out on a pick or something, something goes haywire. So, yeah, I think they're all focused in on the draft right now. And we'll see probably some more free agency signings, you know, I mean, as soon as probably the week after the draft. All right. Well, that is going to do it for this episode. Please make sure you are sending in your voicemails. Let us know your reactions to the Buccaneers uniform unveiling that happened on Tuesday. Help David out. You, the listener, are going to be David's co-host on tomorrow's episode. Give us a call at 813-444-5841. Check out everything going on over at BucksNation.com. Make sure you're following along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JayArco underscore Bucks, at BaileyJAdams22, and at Bucks underscore Nation. Hope you all stay safe, you stay healthy, and wash your hands, please. And thank you so much for joining us right here at LockedOnBucks. Bucks.